The Red Rum Theater, Episode 17, The Professional. Watch movies. We love movies. We were raised by movies. We are your host, Ernesto Alanis. And Antonio Marino. And every week we'll get one of the movies that helped raise us up. Look at how that movie raised us right and raised us wrong. Today we're about the movie The Professional. How it taught us to have roots and to hate police officers. Hello to our Red Rum heads, Red Run runners. Good to have you guys in today. Um, we're sitting here in uh, Flint, Michigan at the Dryden, Dryden Theater, and we are bringing to you a Radar Dryden Master. Theater. The Dryden Building. <laughs> the Dryden. We're at the Dryden Theater, man. <laughs> we, we stuck it in the trunk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Miracle Twin, boy. Yay. They closed that mug down, yeah, man. They did. Uh, but we're watching this Rated R masterpiece called The Professional. Now, we started off this movie, it was directed by Luc Besson. He's a French director, and he writes more than he directs, but he's not a shabby director. He's written movies like, like Taken, which is... It's epic. I mean, it's maybe one of the, like, the best things ever written. It's, uh, Taken is amazing. Well, the Transporters series, he wrote Lucy Part 1 and the sequel coming out pretty soon. Um, Boo. But he also directed, he directed this movie and also directed The Fifth Element. Fantastic. Movie. One of my favorite science fiction films. Chris Tucker is so funny in that movie. It's one of the movies that helped me love even the more girl's Bruce name? Willis. Mia, Mila Jovovich. Oh that was her first goodness, movie. That was her dude. first movie, dude. Jeez. That language she makes up in that movie is unbelievable. It's it like, feels like a real language. Yeah, it's like cute. It's weird. Uh, bada boom. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> Bruce Willis is awesome in that Man, movie. Man, he is incredible. So stinking, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gary Oldman. He is. He's, he's great in crazy <laughs> in that movie, dude. He's got that crazy plastic thing on half his head. Dude, he's so good. He's, that accent he yeah, has. Yeah, like, he's Bill nuts. accent is great. He's nuts. Um, I forgot he was the bad guy in that. Oh, it's great. You know, I do respect a killer, a cold, methodical killer. Like, he's just <laughs> so weird. Um, but Luc Besson, we, we enjoy his work. Uh, and this is my first taste of him. Now, The Professional, oddly enough, is a spinoff. There's a movie uh, Luc Besson made called La Femme de Kida about a female assassin. Made a TV show later on. There's a movie okay, first. that's what I knew. And TV in show. the movie, there's a small bit role of an Italian assassin played by Jean Reno. And he was so beloved by the fan base, he wrote a whole movie about him, and it's this. Is that the guy that plays professional? Yeah. He's in that? He's, Is he a, awesome? I only watched that one scene because the movie's kind of like low budget. I, some people love it. I missed it. It's like know? a cult classic deal? Exactly. Okay. I just missed the hoorah, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, so this is The Professional. So, let's go ahead and walk through it, okay? What is this movie about? This movie's about... It, it's, a loner. It's about a hitman. 
Leon the professional. Leon, he is so awesome. And he's so professional, it's like almost a fault. The, the great title of the movie, The Professional. The opening volley of this movie. You get to meet the, you gotta meet him. Just so you know oh. who he is, what's going on. And it's this uh, drug dealer. Okay, opening scene, sorry, is Danny Aiello. It's Tony, the Italian, the the, the mob boss guy, the uh, contractor. And Leon. Is he giving him a job? Gives him a job. Okay. He's like, so you free Tuesday afternoon? Uh, free Tuesday afternoon. And uh, it's like, that's his go-to guy. Like he's the man. It's his go-to hitman. He's like this guy. He's uh, coming on this other guy's territory. He won't agree to a sit down. He won't take phone calls. I just want to have a conversation with this guy. Go deal with it. So you, you, you cut over to this this ma, this guy has a bunch of Coca 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 Cola. Coca Cola. <laughs> co- more like cocaine, fool. Straight up, he's got all this up in his. Uh, he's got this thing of hoochies up in the house, oh, dude. Man. And Renault comes up there. And just he, you just meet him, and he's. We'll go back to this later, but he just runs through the place, and you see this guy is the man. He wipes out a whole crew with ease. Man, it's nuts, dude. He's John Wick, dude. He's like it he's, is. It's John Wick from two generations ago, dude. And you meet him, and he goes home, and you see his life. It's very solitary, very lonely. Like you see, his best friend is a plant. His best friend that he a takes plant. care of. And he just sunlight, water, he, he sprays every leaf, yep. every leaf, every and, leaf, and he wipes the water yep. into the leaf lovingly because he has no human connection, no family. He's an orphan. He's essentially raised by this mob boss, right? The mob guy grabs him, yeah. teaches him the craft of assassination, teaches him to be a cleaner. And that's all he does with his whole life. You see, the only thing he does for fun, he goes to the movies. It's the it's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. It really is. He's sitting there and he's in awe of what he's seeing on it's the Gene screen. Gene Kelly dancing. He's smiling, his wide eyes. He's looking around. If anyone else likes the movie, like anyone else watching this too, anybody, anybody, yeah. he's just, he just loves it. He turns it. into a child watching a movie. It's exactly what he turns into. And you see that this killer is a person, but he has no outlet for his personhood. That is one that scene, him in the movie theater is so beautiful. And you see there's more to this character. You see there's depth to him. And he goes back to his apartment, and there is a little girl, Matilda. And she's sitting out on the stairs, smoking a cigarette, and she happens to belong to a really messed up family. Uh, family, the dad is a piece of crap. He's coming home from grocery shopping, isn't he? Uh, first time, yeah. And she's there and he had, what happened? She had a little bruise in her eye. And you know she's getting smacked around at wow. home. And, uh, Didn't the dad come out and smack her in front of him? Smacks her. No, he goes into his apartment. The dad comes out, and that's when you meet Stansfield, Gary Oldman's character. Oof. They come out. He's like, listen, we gave you this Coke. It tested 100%. We come back a month later. It tested 90%. Something happened between now and then. And the dad's like, I don't know what happened. I just hold it. I don't know nothing. I don't touch it. I just leave it. And I give it back to you. I don't know nothing. And he's like, listen, I believe you, but if I got to bother him, and Oldman just oh, there with his yeah, headphones he's on. just chilling. He's like, that guy, he can, he can smell a lie. Oh, dude. And, oh. Dude, Stansfield gets up on him just smelling him, pulls him close. I mean, it is hard. Like, it's horrifying. And he can't do anything about it. It's just, it's, you are so uncomfortable. The guys try to warn him. They're like turning away. Like, I can't even the, handle the, this. The, 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 the minion is like sweating. He's yeah, just nervous. Oh, yeah. He's so scared of what his boss is going to do. He goes, of course I got to bother him. <laughs> it's like, oh! <laughs> he goes, of course you don't know what happened. But do me a favor. Find out who did by noon tomorrow. And he walks out. 
And that's when other dads Then he starts smarting off to him as he's he's walking away. He goes, yeah, you find out. Yeah, dude. So Portman goes inside and you see her home life. Well, it um, starts with him telling her to get inside and do her homework, and he slaps her across the dude, face, Dude, it's a dude. nasty smack, too. Um, she goes in and... That's like the smack I got when Ma said the F word when I was like six. It's a dad, a stepmom, a half-sister, and her blood brother. She, the, the only thing she loves in the world her is brother. her baby brother. Everybody else hates her. Treats she's her like just crap, in, dude. Make her feel like she's in the way. She's got no place. I think the mom's a like a she's a, she's a call girl, bro. That's awful, yeah. man. So, turns out the dad is literally cutting the drugs. Yep. He wants to make a name for himself. He wants to he, make some side. He's money. getting money. He's getting paid to hold the drugs, but he wants more money. So he's to get across the wrong guys. And so the it, the scene it, it, the movie the movie turns the movie really begins when it's noon the next day. And Stansfield shows up with his whole crew, and they walk into that apartment, and they well, they go in and they're they're on a mission, dude. They like, wipe out the entire family, and Matilda is down at the store buying. Well, yeah, she says, "Can I go shopping for you?" And when he he says, she goes, "One quarter, two. It's two, right?" And she and yep. she's look she skips down the hall of that apartment complex because she's happy to just. Have a friend of some kind because her life is so miserable that one guy being nice to her means the world to her. Well, they're both loners, so they like find each other. Dude, it's a real thing. I'm telling you, I've worked with young people for a long time, and you you meet young girls that have no fathers, and they want a dad so badly. Like, like I'll be at the stinking a play place with my children, and I'll be play with my daughter. And other children, other girls try to come and play with me because they want to have that connection. Well, especially it's so especially, sad. Especially where we live. There's not a lot of dads around. No, here. man. Dads are out, dude. Um, but she skips down the road to get milk. And she's not getting milk. When she's not getting milk, her whole family's getting wiped out in a nasty sequence. And, and then, the little brother's there, too. And then she comes back up, and she hears everyone's dead. She walks by the open door. There's a guard there. And that's the, the, the scene is up. She walks to the door. Oh, she walks right by her apartment. She plays it cool. Walks yeah, yeah. by. Because she's got the groceries. And her, her, arm, her arms are full of groceries. She, well, she comes up, and there's police line, and there's, like, it's crazy. Her dead dad's in the doorway yeah. of the apartment. And then you hear them saying, oh, man. It's a little kid. Like, you shot a four-year-old. What are you doing? And she's got to walk by. And keep it together. And she walks to the end of the hall to Leanne's apartment and just knocks on the door. And she's just... Well, the, the, when all this stuff's happening, he's just looking at the people. He's but he's watching. like, this ain't nothing to do with me. This is none of my business. But he's so smart, he's watching the surroundings. Well, yeah, so yeah, he's checking everything out. And he's, doesn't he have a gun on the people and stuff? Like, Not yet. Oh, he, okay. He, he has like, he's a gun on him. He does. Yeah. Um, he always got a gun on him. Yeah. And he's and she comes and she's just cry. she gets to the door and she starts oh, crying man, and she's begging she's just saying the please, door, please 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 and you're sitting there like I can't believe the whole this time movie. you're just going open the stinking door dude <laughs> and he does oh dude the scene of her face when the light the, hits her the door face. opens it's, it's, oh, the shadow my goes away dude it's so and the music is so <sighs> good. And he lets her in. Don't make me talk about Man on Fire with Dakota Fanning and <sighs> Denzel. Why? <laughs> I love that, dude. And all of a sudden, the move becomes this man who had no connection to life has a little girl now. 
And this girl who had, who had all, all she to live for, all she wants now is revenge for the death of her baby brother. She's like, I'll pay you. She finds out who he is. She finds out what he does. She's like, I'll pay you to kill the men who killed my, my little brother. He's like, you can't afford that. It's like, what, $20,000 a head or something like that. $5,000 a head. Five grand a head. And she's like, listen, I will clean. I'll, I'll live here. I'll take care of your laundry, groceries. Teach me how to be an assassin, and I'll, I'll be. And I, it's, it just happens. And yeah, they, it's. They, well, at. In some degree, they both need each other. It's crazy. They, and it's, it's a beautiful story. Dude. Man, I, it, it, it melts my heart every time I How watch it. How old were we when we watched this? 14 years old. I'm 14 dude, or 12, dude. Man. I'm watching my, I'm, I'm leaning forward in my stick and see like this yeah. is unbelievable. And you see this man who, he doesn't even know how to be a person. He doesn't know how to converse. doesn't know how to talk. doesn't know how to. How doesn't to, know how to comfort her. No idea how to just be a human to another human being. Because he has been cut off as a little boy. He's had no parents, no grounding. And which is why he's such an amazing assassin. He's got no feelings. He's he's all he can he can just chop it up to a job well done. Yep. Um, <coughs> and she's never been treated good by a man. So she begins to now I'm gonna stop here. Some people say this movie has a sexual undertone. And I've never gotten that. I've always thought of this as father-daughter. Yes. Am I stupid? No, because I felt the same way. This one is more extreme than Man on Fire because the Denzel Dakota Fanny thing was definitely... Yes, that was, I, I, she's younger, too. The girl's younger. Yeah. This girl's borderline teenager. Borderline pu- puberty, yeah. yep. Um, <coughs> I mean, I, I'd be lying... If I said that there wasn't a little bit of uncomfortable, what is it, what kind of love yes. is this? Yes, I, I feel. I think that, but I sh- think he his intentions are completely pure. Like, yes, I agree. There's no like it's 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 a happiness not being alone more than a sexual thing. Like there's yeah. no no sexual. There's at a all. scene in um the movie Sin City with with Bruce Willis and just Holy and she tries to kiss him and he's like no. I think of you as a daughter, and I'm so glad the movie didn't go into that world. Yeah. Because it wasn't that. He said to her as a little girl, it should stay like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't like the daddy-daughter thing being all sexualized. That's bad. Um, so there might... So people say this stuff about this movie, but I have... I don't know if I'm naive, but I've, I've always felt... E- was, either way, I don't know what the intentions were, but my outlook on it is a completely yes. uh, protector... Agreed. Take care of her. Protect, raise, care for. And she begins pulling him Which out of Which by him doing that gives him something to live for. It does. Um, there's a sweet scene where uh, they do a charade show because they're always working all the time. And um, they do the dress up and she does Marilyn Monroe and Madonna. Madonna and uh, then does Gene Kelly and he gets it because he loves Gene yeah. Kelly movies, the dancing. Um and uh, that he does John Wayne, and it's he it's, thinks he does such a good job, dude. He's so she's sexy, like, she doesn't get it. <laughs> she's like, I was, I, I was right there. <laughs> That's great, Lee. That was so great. And he, he like walks with his head down, <laughs> and he like sprays it with the. He's like, how about the stinking, the um the pig oven mitt, dude? He's he. <sighs> He's try. He, he he's really good with her. He's what's crazy is the first night though, she's in she's in the in the apartment. He gets a gun and walks over to her room and points at her head to kill her. 
And because he's like, I can't have yeah, this. Yeah. It's a it's a distraction. It's a burden. It's a weight. He considers just I, whatever's happening. I can't let it happen. It's weird. I don't understand in, it. In his mind, it'd just be easier if she was not there. And it would be easier. Yeah. In a sick way, his life would go on way, like no worries. This is a change. No this is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a weight. This is a burden. He can't handle change. Not in his life. And so he takes her and he teaches her how to... They go up on the roof. He teaches her to use a sniper rifle. That was a great scene. That was insane. With a paintball. Yes. You don't even know what the paintball is at first. Yeah. And it's like a, a political figure in New York. Remember all the... Uh, that was insane. That's crazy, dude. Um, she starts learning how to clean. <laughs> and she, she stinking gets in her head that she's going to do it by herself. So she gets a gun and she goes to take out she Stansfield. Go, but, but, she finds out who Stansfield is. But listen, we, we have to talk about... Uh, yeah, dude. There's this after the when the when the, when the, the Stansfield comes in. You think there's just dope dealers? I think drug they're drug pins. mob psychos. Yeah, and you find out they're stinking cops. Are they, what are they? DEA or D- something? Drug enforcement? DEA agents, all of them. Which is why his he says, crew. Someone says, you know, cops. You see the sirens coming. He's like, you. We gotta go. You stay here. He's like, what do I say? Tell them we're doing our job. You know, we like, did our job. Yeah, we're doing. Our job. You're like, what does that mean? They're stinking cops, dude. They're not, they don't even care that the cops are on their way. They're getting investigated by uh, the internal affairs. They don't even care. Yeah. They're, just, they're just crooked cops through and through. And she goes to the police station to get him, and Stan feels so bad at the bone, he, he, he knows walks her. in, dude. He gets her. He grabs her. Too he, bad. How about the scene in the bathroom, though, dude? When he, she goes to get him, and he's waiting behind the door. He's waiting for it. He's got a. She's got a bad gun too, don't she? In the pizza bag. Oh man, he closes the door behind her. Oh my goodness. He thinks she was sent by someone. He's like, she's there for herself. Yeah. Leaves her with his crew. Leaves her with his cops. And he uh, when and he goes. And all of a sudden, Leon walks in the police station and just... By get, himself. And gets her out of there. It's crazy. Walks in like a stinking mm-hmm. stud and just wipes out a floor and just gets her out and walks out. He owns the place. And that's when Stansfield goes to Tony, demands to know who Leon is, the incredible climax when, as, as, as Stansfield says, uh, he's like, get everyone down here. He's like, uh, who? Everyone! Yeah, and the whole stinking police department shows up. And they go to war. With him. Just one guy. It's crazy. And the climax... Talk about an action movie, dude. Wow, is there just guns? Dude, I I couldn't tell you anything else this guy's in. Jean Renault? Yeah, I mean, he's in a couple little... He was in Godzilla, which was a sad role for him. It was bad. He's in French Kiss. He's not in um, Godzilla with Matthew Broderick, is yes! he? Yes! Oh! <laughs> Poor guy, The one dude. that Puff Daddy's doing dude. a Led Zeppelin song <laughs> on, dude. Yes. That music video was terrible. Dude, that song was terrible. Um, but uh, That was worse than doing the police song. Puff Daddy. Ugh. He did a... Oh, he did every step That was his take. biggest yeah. hit, dude. Um, but uh, Stansfield finds Leon, sends everybody at him. And the movie comes to a tragic, brutal close. He gets her out of there. He's going gonna go be He gets out of there too. He, he gets out, he makes it out of He's there alive. Walking, and he gets a smile on his face. He sees her because he tells her to go down the stinking uh shaft Air duct, yeah. and says, I'm not lying to you. I'm gonna get out of here. I have a taste for I, life. I yeah, I have a taste for life. 
planting roots. I want to sleep in a bed. I want to sleep roots. in a bed. And and they tell each other they love each other, and it's like the saddest thing you've ever seen. He's never told anyone in his life he loved them. Ne- ever. Heck, ever. Nobody's ever told him. And and like when he's getting almost to the street, and he's smiling, he sees the sunshine, and you see Stansfield behind oh. him, and the camera you see it fall down because it's, it's the you light see of the bullet, the flash, yep. and you know he got just got shot in the back of the head. Or goes back. D- goes down. Goes down. It, it, beautiful uh, scene with the camera falling oh, because it's him. him. And the music, the way it like dip, the music dips. <laughs> it's crazy. And uh, his dying words, he's like, Stansfield, at your service. He, he's so terrible. And, uh, and his bloody hands gives him something. Stanfield's gives him a gift. Opens it. And so a, what does he say, though? This is from Matilda. Matilda. And he opens his and hand. And Stanfield's just sitting there like, okay. <laughs> but the thing is, as soon as he puts it in uh, Stanfield's hand, his hands just fall because he's, he's dead. dead. He he, his dying words were, this is from Matilda. He opens his hands and it's a pin from a grenade. And he opens his vest and he's just got like 10 of them on his stick. And he's like, what does he say? S. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see all the cops on the street and that whole stinking building explodes. Dude, it's crazy. And this is one of the first ones I've ever seen where the hero doesn't make it. I'm not used to the protagonist not, not making it. <laughs> it I, part of me hates that he didn't make it. But the other part of me is like, well, they went out together, dude. The two baddest dudes out there. Stenfield's bad to the bone. St- he's bad to the bone. He's scary as a mug. So let's go ahead and get into it. So that's, that's, that's the plot of the film, okay? Spoiler. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now, the cast, Jean Renault. This is the role of his life. I don't care who you are. This is the role this of his is, life. This is, this is a Biff Tannen level role for this guy. Well, maybe mm-hmm. not Biff Tannen level, but I'm saying, like, this role is going to define him forever. If I saw him, I'd say, you're a professional dude. Like, you're the, you're, I couldn't even. Man. He, in my mind, he lives in New York City somewhere walking around. He's just awkward, mm-hmm. curved back. Remember when he's, he's ironing his shirts? He's just, he's, a, he's Hunched awkward, over, yeah. socially inept. It's just, I, I know the guy. I know the guy. Then we have, as Stansfield, Gary Oldman. Who does no wrong and is a 10 in every performance. He's the only actor in Hollywood that competes with Daniel Lewis in the running for greatest actors of all time. Dude, I'm telling you, he is the best Commissioner Gordon you've ever seen. Dude, his Commissioner Gordon in the Batman and the, in the <coughs> Nolan trilogy, it's so subdued, but it's incredible. It's so incredible. Oh, don't get me started on True Romance. I don't even know how many of our fans have seen True Romance, let alone realize that the pimp is Gary Oldman. Drexel? True Romance is this movie we discovered on accident because we Tony and I used to literally, literally, literally rent video giant movies two for one, yep. Monday to Thursday. We just grab ones that I'd look cool. I bike home from all those, grab two movies from Video Giant, go home, sit till three o'clock watching two movies, and we just grab movies. You do that before school? I know it was You're nuts. crazy. I was, man. I was bad, dude. Um, but we watched True Romance on a lark one day, and great cast. Written by T- Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, it was Directed written. by Tony Scott. Who's Tony Scott? Oh, he's a good action director. Did a uh, did um did your movie Man in Fire? Are you kidding? No, me? I'm not kidding you. No wonder it's amazing. I knew you can you watching it though. You know Quentin's got his hands in that script. It's yeah. It's it's a it's it's insane. Drexel Gary Oldman plays a. Uh, uh, 
uh, he says he's half black, a yeah. pimp, and he is the craziest, most ghetto guy, and you've no idea it's the same guy you've seen. It's Gordon. in Detroit too. It's in D Town, baby. Um, that movie is it's but, I, but, dude. But Gary Oldman, I mean, talk about um, he played Beethoven in Immortal Beloved. He, he played, was Dracula. He was great as Dracula. He was insane, dude. Can't even of his lines to Keanu Reeves. I, when, yeah. he, when he's old, he's incredible he's as the crazy. old Dracula. Um, and he's um. Uh, too bad he's that psycho dude in the wheelchair on. Is it Hannibal? He's great, in Hannibal. It's crazy. Dude. He's like, you don't flinch when you see my face. But you do with the name of God. Like he's so he, crazy. Dude, you know the dude. pigs eat him or something. The pigs eat him at the end. Ooh. He's nuts. He's a, he's a yeah, crazy he's, roles, dude. dude. Any role he takes, and, and this role he go, he swings. This role is not subdued in any way. Do you think those? He takes those drug pills. Mm. He's like just gritting his teeth. It's crazy. Dude. You see them taking effect. Like he's genius. You, you watch his body change. Yeah, you, what kind of what is those drugs? What's in those know, pills? I mean, they, they gotta be some kind of opiates. Gotta be. Because I mean, they hit him and he is like gone. Gary Oldman. I I watch movies that are stupid crap movies. If he's in them, what's one there? A space one or something? There's a space one. There's a horror movie he was in with like a gingerbread looking thing. Stupid. <laughs> Hell <crap>. no. <laughs> Then you I'm have too bad he probably did an amazing job. <laughs> yeah, he did. Then you have he's Nat- like Giamatti, dude. Anything he's in, he gives it 110, dude. Natalie Portman plays Matilda. Dude, I can't even get started on Natalie okay, Portman. Listen. Natalie Portman, before she was like 15, had three big roles in Hollywood. She had this one, which she nails. I mean, she just I couldn't tell you one girl that could do a better job. It's unbelievable watching her. Like she just the 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 the, um, the maturity, but also the immaturity in a in a person like her. It's unbelievable to watch. Then she's in a film called Beautiful Girls, which is her role is unbelievable. It's same kind of thing though. She she's a little older than this, this one. She's older than that movie, Beautiful Girls. And in that one, um, it's crazy because she is. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Beautiful Girls is part two in my guy trilogy. Part one's High Fidelity, part two Beautiful Girls, and part three is a movie I made my wife watch. So I understood what is in the heart of every man. It's a movie called In the Company of Men. One of the most ruthless, brutal. Awful is films. That the inani- ma- ma- uh, no, no, no. That's not. It's in Bruges. Dude, but that's hilarious. Um, a company of men. If you watched, it would make you. Who's in that? It's Aaron Eckhart. His breakout role. <gasps> You've told me about it. I've it's never the seen one it. where two guys make a deal. Like they both been broken up with girl by girl. Oh, they both been dumped by their girlfriends. Man. And Aaron Eckhart's kind of the alpha male. He goes, "Listen, you want to do? We're gonna, we're gonna go to this city for this six month deal or like three month deal because they're like they're consultants. We're gonna go there for this new city." We're going to find a girl, a girl who's not very pretty, a girl who doesn't have any friends, and we're going to both, without her knowing her friends, we're both going to go after her. We're going to wine and dine her, make her feel special. Thought we're in makeup again, she'll call her parents, she'll feel beautiful, and we'll walk away and drop on her head, and we'll know forever that no matter what girls do to us, we got them worse than they got us. That's the premise of the film. Dude, that's the sickest thing I've ever heard in my life. Watching it unfold is awful. Why would you make your wife watch that? I want her to know that men can be dogs. Like she don't know all she's got to do is is walk outside every day. <laughs> Shoot. I'm saying that movie 
It I don't put, think I can handle it. It put me in my place in a lot of ways. It made me. It's, it's, <laughs> that sounds horrible. It, it's crazy, Tony. It's, how uncomfortable is it? There's scenes where you walk out. <laughs> you gotta walk out of the in room. That, at the premiere of that movie, women came to and slapped him in the lobby because of performance in the film. He was amazing, obviously. It, he was he, he was so good. People hated him and couldn't believe it. They thought he did. So, they thought he hurt someone in real life, and it's a movie. Two Face Aaron Eckhart? Yes, Two Face Aaron Eckhart. He's a good actor. Yes, he, I feel bad because in, in Batman he's good, the, but he's, Joker they, they just eclipses him. him. Well, dude, to you, thinking about that movie, you forgot Christian Bale's in it. <laughs> right. Stinking. But Natalie Portman, she's a, so she's she's in she's in Beautiful Girls, which is a great which romantic she's comedy. Amazing. Oh, and for, as a man, girls. it's about just growing up, making decisions. It's hard. And the third movie she's in before she gets becomes uh, a teenager, she's in the movie Heat as the stepdaughter of Pacino, forgot. and she plays it with such she's power awesome. and vulnerability. It remind like, that's not Pacino's daughter. It's it's, it's the it's his girlfriend's daughter. Oh, okay. No, his wife's daughter. Yeah, but she, yeah, she, she cheats. I don't know. That's what happens in the movie because he's a terrible husband. But yeah, he's kind of a piece of crap. <laughs> he's kind of a piece of crap. <laughs> you but love him though. We're gonna Grady. <laughs> dude, he's so. He's crazy. awesome. <laughs> they, they, that dude's like what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great movie. Oh shoot, we're gonna do heat someday. Oh. We are. So. Great stinking cast. Now, man, is Natalie Portman un- unbelievable in this movie? Man, I I feel bad because she's a great actress, but man, Star Wars, it was a it hurt her career. Yeah, it, there were those movies were so bad it it hurt her career because Lucas is such a terrible director. Man, what a piece of crap! He is. That was a three waste of three movies, dude. Well, it was painful every time they come. I'm like, I gotta watch this one. Well, you had to. I, I, uh, <laughs> what's uh, what's the guy that's doing the new ones? What's his name? Oh, different, different people. Abrams did uh, this a- one. Two Abrams is incredible. Man, home run. How about the the um, first two Star Treks he did? <sighs> Unbelievable. Okay, JJ. Before we get into Razor's wrong, Razor's right. Let's go into promotion now. We want to first. I'll say if you are on an Android device, uh, we now are available on the Stitcher app. Go ahead, Google <laughs> Play, get Stitcher. Redum Theater's right there. You can listen to it. From your phone streaming, your tablet, you'll love life. For those of you on iOS devices, whether it be iPads or iPods or iPhones, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, you know, the podcast app to that, to that Red Room Theater. And we want to actually give us a five-star rating. Now, we're going to read the five-star rating we got from smorg 0 Is that Steve Morgan? I think so, dude. Oh, man. He writes, great trip down memory lane from two of my favorite guys on the planet. Keep up the good work. Keep them coming. We intend to, smorg 0 I'm hoping it's Steve Morgan. It's got to be, dude. Um, so if it is, I'll see you at Deftones. Bye. Oh, shoot. Oh, you're going. That's right. So is he, dude. Nice, dude. So um, smorg 0 reach out to us on Facebook direct message or Twitter direct message. Reach us to so Facebook.com slash Redham Theater or Twitter at Redham Theater and uh, contact us with your address, and we'll send some swag to you this week. Stickers are almost back from the presses, so... 
you, you, if you leave a review, we'll send you a sticker, dude, and you can be the man. Right on theater swag. What kind of swag? What are you sending? I'm sending all kinds of move paraphernalia in my house, dude. All kinds of old toys and buttons that I have. That's awesome. It's crazy. My wife's like, you're giving that away. Give it to you for like a Christmas one year. I'm like, it's, it's for the podcast, baby. Dang, <laughs> you dog. That's pretty sweet, though. It's great, dude. Uh, hope it's a break in transit. Hope it's a break on the way to someone's house. Now. How does this movie raise this right? Now, this movie's I a rated this. R psycho. I think you got to understand. Remember, you got to remember, we're desensitized psychos. It's insane. I watched this movie again this week, and I'm like, I forgot how violent it was. I forgot how just F-bomb city, just, it's just the way things are. I just, it just is how he grew up. What you mean you it was do? like Tuesday, dude? Sure. Exactly. Um, raise this right. This movie instilled in us the desire to put down roots. No matter where you're at. Renault always make put down roots. Renault is a he sleeps in a chair every night. He, With a gun. And he has no and friends his sunglasses. and no life and no connections. And Elsie realizes he needs that to survive. And that line at the end, he says, I have a thirst for life. I have a taste for life. I want to sleep, sleep in, in a bed. bed. I want to put down roots. And it's beautiful. And at the end of the movie, Matilda plants his plant <sighs> in the field to give it roots. And so sad. Our life, Tony, we've done it. We didn't have roots for a long time, did we? Uh-uh. We no. How often did we move growing up? Every two, three years? I can't years? tell you how many elementaries we went to. I don't know where we lived, what years. I don't even know where I was when. I, couldn't, I, I can't tell you the addresses. I, I try to map it out. <coughs> I don't even know how many houses we lived in growing up. I don't know how many schools we went to growing up. It's hard to keep track of it. I'd live in a town for two years and go to three schools. I don't understand yeah, why I did yeah, that. That's crazy. Like, up north, I went to Rudyard Kipling. I went to... Um, R.J. Wallace. Why are we all those schools? I don't know. I, I don't know either. That's weird. It's really weird, dude. I don't know if I got in trouble or something. or I don't know. Um, Rudyard. I forgot, dude. Yeah, I went up to, I took a bus to Rudyard, dude. They had that crazy witch's hat thing where you swing around and kids got oh, hurt on them. dude, yeah. You'd launch people. It was nuts. That, that was, was dangerous sweet. dangerous toys, dude. There was some crazy uh, stuff on the playground. Oh. Remember... Uh, we used to stick our tongues to the poles. Oh, and the winter's ended. Oh. But we didn't have roots for a long time. No roots of any kind. Always making new friends. Always moving to new towns. Always trying to prove ourselves. No roots. And even with our family, I always felt, because we moved so much, we didn't get to see our cousins as much as I wanted to see them. So we had to get to know them as old, when we were older because we didn't see them as much. And you've done better than I have at that, just getting to know our family yeah. more. Because as kids, we moved so much, we didn't see family very much. We just didn't. Yeah, but the thing is, though, when all the family would get together, though, it was just like all the cousins ran, dude. We'd just run the streets, dude, having a blast. Now, as we got older, we both, I don't know how we both, it got in us. And this movie helped push us that direction. We both, wherever we go, we build families. We build community. I mean, you do it like crazy, Tony. It's insane. You're, every band you've been in, sticking, you lived in Hazel Park, you lived everywhere you've gone, you created people and communities, and you have so many people who love you like crazy because you just love them and let them in your life. You put down roots. I mean, today you're just being a superhero, dude. That's what you do. That's what I do, baby. I've done the same thing, man. Wherever I go, I've always... Made friends and had brothers. Me and you have been blessed with incredible friends. It's crazy. It's crazy. I feel bad, dude. If if this if this review is from Steve Morgan, I mean, dude, that was my first friend in Waterford, sixth grade, dude. 
How many years ago was that? I don't know, man. 20? 22? 23 wow. years ago? That's, it's insane, dude. I mean, I was just at uh, a concert last weekend with the Sanzig Brothers, dude, and, and my boy Damien and their wives. I mean, dude, it's, you, you can go the, the way that me and you are, the kind of people we are, we can go 10, 15 years without seeing somebody. As soon as you get together, it's like times. I was in Chicago just uh, in January, and I saw friends of mine I haven't seen in five years, and was, a day hadn't gone by. They were like, you even called me, dude. It was just straight I hate up. people like that. I hate that too, man. It's just that we know life goes crazy, but we know we're committed to each other's friendship. And it's all you need. Yep. There's a connection. Dude, if I ever get married, my bachelor party is going to be a bunch of guys that I've known for 20, 30 years. I probably could count on two hands how many times we've hung out in the last 10. You know, But it's going to be the funnest time ever. That's right. And also, when you need help, you don't even know which one of the guys going to come back from the past to help you in the time of need. And you know what's crazy? Usually the first one or two guys you call are down. Dude, when I had, a, I had, a, when I had to move out of Waterford because my life kind of blew, blew up, I couldn't believe some of my boys should help me roof my house and leave. I had friends show up out of nowhere that just helped me get my life packed up to leave that town. And that was, that's incredible. We put down roots, man. And I, I didn't do it for a long, I, I resisted it a few times. I thought about not doing it. Dude, I can't even handle what he's telling her. He wants to put down roots, dude. It's, a, it's the most heartbreaking thing you've ever seen. It's beautiful, dude. Like, oh. I like that movie even now, and I'm like, thank you, movie, for telling me this. Yeah. <laughs> Legit. The, dude, the, and the, we, ain't, we ain't BSing you guys when we talk about raise this wrong, raise this right. They, it, this is a huge thing in our life. Because you understand, a lot of movies are the solo hero by himself killing everybody. This movie was like, don't be that guy. And I'm yeah. like, oh, shoot, really? I shouldn't want to be the John Wayne. I shouldn't want to be Rambo with grows up old, have no friends but myself. <clears throat> I don't want. I, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the cranky old, always my way, push everyone away alone. I want to have roots. I want to have people. I want to have love and connection. Straight up. I'm the same way, man. I know. Dudes. There ain't nothing wrong with with putting your heart on your sleeve, dude. There's nope. nothing wrong with that. It's. It's not wrong with letting people in your life. You let them in. If you let them in, they'll let you into theirs, and then you have connection. If they don't, F them, dude. <laughs> but it's sad, though. People don't feel like they have roots in this world, dude. No. I mean, we live in a city, but if you look, like, like people do like meetup.com because they feel like they have nobody, they have no friends, they feel lonely. I don't feel lonely. I'm, like, I have. Dude, I can literally have a 12, 13 hour day at work, <clears throat> go home, and watch TV, buy, like, not even. Talk to, to anybody all night, watch watch a movie or something, and not do anything. And I'm I never feel alone because I can literally send one text or make one phone call, and it's it's just some people just feel alone. I never have that feeling. Like I don't have to. I mean, I can I can open my phone and there's I can literally call a hundred different people and be like, because we have roots. Yeah. It was great. I, I love when like different parts of life touch each other. Like like uh, when like different worlds inter, 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 like interact. I love that because I love I love the two worlds collide because you can't be a liar because everyone meets everybody yeah. and they they talk, call you, they call crap on your stories. Oh yeah, I love that. I do. I love being a person, man. I do. <clears throat> now, how does movie raise us wrong? 
And we're, we're gonna, we gotta walk this back. We gotta rein it in. What? We gotta rein this one in because yeah. uh, this movie you're watching it, and the bad guys are police officers. And we grew up. We in, didn't have we didn't have a lot of good interactions with cops. No, up. dude, we grew up in the inner city. We're both large minority men. And listen, I'm not gonna go here too hard. I'm, for screw, let's do it. Let's just do it. Okay, listen. You can from experience, dude. I get. I, I, I'm a Mexican man married to a white woman. I'm, not, I'm a big old Mexican guy. Okay. Didn't help. You <laughs> drove, drove a big old white Cadillac. For Didn't him. help me at all. I've been pulled over, and they've asked my wife, "Ma'am, are you okay?" I, I, I've been pulled over in my life. I, I, I seriously, I'd say forty to fifty times I've been pulled over in my life. That's probably because you're going eighty and a thirty full. Okay, there's a few times I deserved it. <laughs> I've been pulled over though. Ask Zach Davis. He's the one who once got pulled over for he thought I was a drug dealer. He thought I threw drugs. They said that they said I threw drugs out of the car. I'm like I didn't throw nothing out of nothing. And they searched my car, searched the ditch, and we sat there on the side Jeez. of the road going to see Bruce Campbell do a live. Uh, he did he meet and greet. He did a meet and greet for the movie Bubba Hotel. Bubba Hotel, oh, dude. That yeah. was that night. That was that night. Got pulled on the way home, dude. At least it wasn't on the way. Legit. I'm saying I've been. I've been. I have been. I have been, I have been, uh, I've been handcuffed. I've been slapped around by police officers. Hey, you've been straight up assaulted, man. Because it was assumed that I was a criminal. And I, I'm going to say, I understand in a place like Flint, where most of the crime is in my neighborhood. I understand people are afraid of me because I look like I could do some damage. I understand that. It still doesn't make us friends, though. It's still there, there's distrust from the police and from the minority communities. Like the stuff happening now in the news, I understand it. I'm not saying you should riot and flip cars over. That's stupid. But I understand being mad. And you know what's crazy? Didn't our mom tell us growing up? We are supposed. Mom told us you 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 give cops extra respect. You yeah. be extra good. Yes, sir. No, sir. You put your hands in the steering wheel. Mom told you, us. You, you don't even need to be asked, but they better see your hands. We have raised, because mom knows we're, we're big Mexican men. Big, happy-go-lucky. But no one knows this. We look like we yeah. can do damn. We go through yeah. We can be drug dealers. For anyone, you know. Yeah. And is that fair? I, I, my sister-in-law said, that's, that's not fair. I'm like, life isn't fair. But here's the thing. Because we grew up where we, where we grew up, because we grew up the way we grew up, the people we ran with didn't like cops. And you know what? Neither did we. Well, they, and then you watch this movie and you're like, oh, th- that's supposed to be who's protecting you and serving you? I mean, I mean, listen, we listened to rap. Ice Cube didn't help, dude. Yeah. And so that, for a long time, I didn't trust. Like, we, we never called the police. Heck no. Like, in my heart, if something bad happened... Something could happen at home, insane. I wouldn't think to call the police. Wouldn't even cross my mind. How crazy is that? Well, that's because you don't want extra trouble. And that's how we thought. That's yeah, how we grew yeah. up thinking. We were told, even if we lived in a house of insanity, we thought if we call someone, what if we take out of our, what if we take away from our mom? Yeah. So we don't want we, we hit the, we hide the crap. You just hide the crap and deal with it. Which I know is not the right answer, but it's it's what we come from. Now, I'll say this. I'm an older man now. I have friends who are police officers, who are sheriffs, and they're good men and good women. And I love them, and I feel bad for the work that they do because people treat them like crap nowadays. 
Yeah, I got. I mean, I I still got mad. I got mad respect. I mean, we got uh, our boy Matt Kirk's Atlanta cop. Um, Chris Swanson, undersheriff for Genesee County, big timer dude. Lee Van Camp, you know, Oakland County Sheriff's dude. He's amazing. We know good cops, and I mean, it, there's there's good and bad everything. We're older and wiser now, so we don't we don't feel like we did when we were young. Yeah, but it's scary growing up in that environment. It, it was young. real hard. It was real hard, and and it's weird. Like I was talking to a, um, I'm not one of these white privilege talking people. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to shame white people for being white. Like you're white, so you're sorry. I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm not that guy. Cause life is life. Everyone takes their hits. Take it. Keep on walking. That's just how I am. Which is people say it's kind of mean, but what are you gonna do? Dude, we're going to get in trouble for saying this crap out loud. Who's we? I'm just sitting. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it was in us for a long time. I don't call cops bad names anymore. I don't call cops like pigs. As a kid, I I did all the time. Now, I don't. Um, I have respect for the law. If something happens to my family now, I'll call the police. Because now I know the police have a function in the service. And I will call them. I get pulled over if I deserve it. I, I don't lie. I don't get jerky. I'm like, yeah, I've was speeding. I'm sorry. Here's my license. Give me a ticket. Like, I'm not going to yell at no cop or nothing like that. So the movie like this did help increase our suspicion, and it, 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 it reinforced our thoughts. We already had the thoughts. See, this, we're like, see, we were right. That's all it did. It reinforced yeah. what we thought already. But we're older. We're wiser we have more friends and experience. Mad respect for the police. And you know what's crazy? I've had friends of mine. Remember, we knew a guy. We're all hanging out together. We're walking out of the woods. There's some cops. They heard some, they thought they, the fireworks, fireworks in, the, in the woods. They thought it was a gunfire. And one of, my, one of our buddies puts his hand in his belt like he had a gun. We can be stupid, too. We don't make things easier between the... When did that happen? You don't remember that? No. Tell you fair who it was. De Lorenzo? No, it was, it was, it was a Mexican guy. I'm amazed he gets shot where he stood, dude. He could have got us shot. I'm saying. Who? I'll tell you off air, dude. What era was this? This was all Glengarry Apartments. We had Mexican friends in Glengarry? <laughs> I'll tell you off air, dude. Can't wait, dude. Um, but lucky we didn't call you out, Paul. Um, legitimately, we did some, and you know, honestly, we were kind of wild too. We were, you know what? That's why we hated cops because we were always doing something stupid. It's kind of, it's, I feel bad because. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it might have been us, dude. <laughs> breaking into sticking uh, construction sites and crap. Oh, dude. man, breaking into elementary schools. Dude, oh, shoot, man. Sorry, cops. <laughs> Trying to do their job with time trash. No, but it, 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 it's, it's, it's a little of both, you know? I yeah. feel bad. I mean, yeah, you, there was no reason for them to beat you down that one night. No, that one night I was completely innocent, but someone did something wrong. I fit the description. And you they, didn't fit the descriptions of the problem. It was, it, was, it was a black guy, not a brown guy. But also, I was young, but I looked like I was older. Yeah. They thought I was lying on my age, and they tried to they beat a confession out of me, dude. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little, I'm literally a what? I'm a, I was the guy in the grassy knoll. <laughs> I did it. I feel like the Goonies, dude. <laughs> Everybody was it. it was terrible. That was hilarious. That was really fun. And the robbers are laughing, dude. Oh, yeah. I like this kid. Oh, <laughs> what was his name? Uh, Chunk. Chunk, dude. Oh, that's a good one. Someday we'll get to that. 
So how to raise this right? We put down roots wherever we go, man. Raise this wrong? We didn't like cops. Didn't Formally. Cops for a long time. So, yeah. We'd love to see you on social media. Follow us on... Okay, cut that. We'd love to see you on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Red Rum Theater. Or check us on Facebook at facebook.com slash redrumtheater. Spelled the European spelling, of course, with a T-R-E. Next week on Red Rum Theater, we are covering the movie that predicted it all. <laughs> From the Cubbies <laughs> to Biff Tannen being the president. That's right. Next week, the 80s gem. We are diving deep into Back to the Future. Probably going to be an extra special, long, Huey Lewis-loving oh, yeah. podcast on Back to the Future Part 1. So get your DVD, Blu-ray sets out. Watch it this week because next VHS week. out. Next week we're headed back. 1985. Oh. <laughs> back in time. So, as always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next week at the Red Room Theater. Know that the spades are the swords of a soldier. Know that the clubs are weapons of war I know that diamonds need money for this art But that's not the shape of my heart